What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Happy Monday. Hopefully, you all had a great weekend. we got a pretty good show lined up for you. First up, we'll be talking about Clemson men's basketball, recapping the big win against the Yellow Jackets, Georgia Tech, and Little John this past Friday with new Locked On Clemson co-host, Faxon Childress of 4th and 16 Sports. We'll also be talking about Trevor Lawrence and his pro day and Clemson Tigers in the NFL draft this season. A lot to get to. Super excited about that. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors over at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off of your next order. Built Bar. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Follow me at Twitter, at Ellis Tolbert, E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T for more conversation. I love to talk Clemson sports with you. Also, make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcast for free. That way you can get the episodes as they drop, when they drop. You don't want to miss a single one. We're going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson athletics. Please rate and review the show as well. Big show coming up. Let's get after it. All right, Clemson Nation, I want you to join me in welcoming the newest Locked On Clemson co-host, Mr. Faxon Childress of 4th and 16 Sports. He and I go way back. This kid is a guru when it comes to all things Clemson athletics. He's going to be joining me for a few segments every week, giving his takes on things surrounding Clemson. On today's show, he's going to be giving you his thoughts on the recap of the Clemson-Georgia Tech basketball game this past weekend that ended in a buzzer beater by Nick Honor. Just listen in. What's going on, guys? It's Faxon Childress, co-host of 4th and 16 Sports with Ellis Holbert and newest co-host here at Locked On Clemson. Today, I'll be coming to you with a quick segment, just kind of recapping everything that happened in this recent Clemson-Georgia Tech game that happened on Friday night and all the, the madness that ensued. Now, coming into this game, Clemson was four-point favorites, which was the closing line in Vegas. I predicted Clemson to win a close one in the pregame preview, and I ended up getting a little bit lucky and being right as Clemson pulled out a victory over the Yellow Jackets, 74-72. to When you look at the team stats, Clemson pretty much outperformed Georgia Tech in every aspect of basketball, aside from a couple more turnovers. Clemson shot 50% from three as opposed to Georgia Tech's 26% from three and killed Georgia Tech on the glass, out-rebounding them by seven, 31 to 24. I was really impressed by the Tigers' offense, bar the turnovers in this game. It felt like that Clemson did a very good job of creating open looks for players that needed to be shooting the ball, um, specifically Amir Sims. Amir had a monster night. He tied his career high with 25 points, and those 25 points actually came on really efficient splits. Um, Played 33 minutes, and he shot 9 of 16 from the field and 3 of 4 from deep. So, incredible game from Amir. Um, exactly what the Tigers needed from their best player in this effort, and was super proud of him. Obviously, we all know what happened. Nick Honor hit the game-winning 3 to beat the Yellow Jackets at the buzzer after two missed free throws from Jose Alvarado. And, you know, everyone's going to cling to that moment from Honor um, with the game-winning shot, and obviously it was incredible. But Nick Honor was out there busting it all night. He had 35, uh, played 35 minutes, 5 of 7 from the field, 2 of 2 from deep, 12 points, added 3 assists, did a good job of taking care of the ball and was fantastic on defense on Jose Alvarado the entire night, in my opinion. So I thought that on top of the incredible game-winning buzzer beater, Nick Honor was the second best player for the Tigers on Friday night and played a fantastic overall game. Some other key contributors for the Tigers on Friday night would include Clyde Trapp, who played 32 minutes, only scored six points, but hauled in eight rebounds, dished out three assists, and, you know, he kind of played that glue guy role, which he's been playing this year. He's doing what's needed. He's crashing the glass. He's playing defense. Jonathan Bear, I thought, had a very good game off the bench, providing eight points and two boards and 12 
12 minutes, was perfect from the field and free throw line. Uh, this was the most minutes he's played in a couple of games. I think he's dealing uh, with a minor foot injury, but it was really good to see him back out there and back into form. Olivier Maxine Prosper, the freshman uh, from Canada, 14 minutes, had five points and two rebounds and an assist. Felt like he played very well on defense the entire night, and he's earning more minutes game in, game out uh, with his performance for the Tigers. Brad Brownell clearly is starting to trust him more, so I was super impressed with what I saw from Omax on Friday night. Alamir Dawes also chipped in 24 minutes and had eight points and two rebounds. Um, his stats may not look great on paper, but I thought he did a good job of kind of coming in when the Tigers needed a couple buckets, hit a mid-range jumper, hit a pretty big three, so gotta give a shout out to Alamir. Really good job by him on Friday night as well to kind of weather the storm when Clemson was getting a run against them and getting some crucial buckets when they were needed. Also felt like giving a shout out to Alamir and Nick because the backcourt defense on Jose Alvarado specifically was incredible. One of the best players in the entire conference shot 3 of 11, 2 of 7 from deep and obviously missed those free throws at the end. Um, Michael DeVoe for Georgia Tech did have a monster game though. Played all 40 minutes and scored 23 points, had 6 assists and 5 steals. Really efficient shooting from the field in 3 as well. Moses Wright tacked on 15 points and 5 boards in 30 minutes, but he was in foul trouble for a lot of the game. Got to give some credit to Amir there. Uh, drawn some early fouls on him. So the Yellow Jackets are definitely a good team that, in my opinion, are probably a top 64 team, but now won't look to make the tournament because they've dropped too many games. When you look at the talent on the roster, they have four seniors. I would argue they have three of the top 15 players in the conference and a good coach in Josh Pazner. It's just they've gotten a couple unlucky breaks like they did against Clemson. And, you know, after a win recently uh, over Pitt, they're six and six in the conference. So they're right, they're right there neck and neck with Clemson competing for that middle of the pack. They just don't have a strong out-of-conference schedule and out-of-conference wins like Clemson does that would push them to a tournament. Regardless, I think this is a really good win for the Tigers. This makes their third straight win in conference, which is absolutely huge. And when you look at the upcoming schedule for the Tigers, I would be lying if I said it wasn't favorable. On the 17th, you're going at Notre Dame, 7 o'clock Eastern. That's um, on a Wednesday, I'm relatively sure. That's, that's a big game because Clemson has a really big chance to set a tempo, winning four conference games in a row. And, you know, Clemson's not been the best team on the road historically or this year, but fifth in the ACC right now with Notre Dame, then Pitt, Wake, Miami, Pitt again, and possibly a reschedule against Boston College or a schedule against another team. You know, when you're sitting fifth in the ACC right now and you're seeing those last six games against opponents that are definitely inferior to you, you've got to be looking forward to it because the Tigers have battled through the gauntlet of their schedule and they've come out on top of it. And now they have a chance to make a really good run late in the season and clinch a better seed for the ACC and NCAA tournament. And personally, you know, as a fan, as a supporter, I'm super excited and I'm looking forward to it because I think we could see the Tigers after those three blowout losses um, that we want to put behind us. Um, I think that those can not be forgotten, but use this motivation going forward. And, you know, this that's not the same team that we're seeing this right now. And that's not the same team that we saw in those first 10 games. So I'm fully bought in that Clemson can make a run in these last couple conference games, maybe go four and two or five and one in them and end up with a top six seed in the NCAA tournament and finish top five in the ACC. I would be absolutely thrilled if that ended up being the case. But I guess we're just gonna have to see starting on Wednesday night. It's gonna be a big game against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's playing some good basketball lately. And I'm sure I'll be back to y'all for a preview on that prior to Wednesday. I just want to give this Clemson men's basketball team a lot of praise right now. They're doing everything that I thought that they should do when it comes to getting this team back on track. They're they're winning right now. Of course, we know how deadly they are in Little John. They have to start getting better in away games, especially going up to Notre Dame. You have to win this game to continue the momentum for the NCAA tournament. But at the same time, this team is really bonding together, especially with 
all the ups and downs with COVID right now. I really like what I'm seeing out of it. One of the biggest things that I said I wanted to see Brad Brownell is not necessarily getting the recruiting down. We know that he can get players, whether it be transferring or getting players that are young and getting them coached up. I want to see these guys be more mentally resilient. I want to see these guys have that resolve that you see kind of with the football team. Something bad happens, they they bounce right back. And I think Brad Brownell has done a great job of that this season. The sky is the limit for this team. Uh, they have an opportunity to really climb. They're fifth in the conference, as Faxon said, but they're eyeing down a chance to maybe even get up as high as second or third in the conference if they keep winning. Uh, if they can do that, then I, I think they're going to have a real chance to make some noise in the tournament, but they have to stay consistent. They have to stay healthy. Nick Honor playing great ball. All the youngsters playing great ball right now, but I'm also super excited to see the upperclassmen too come through and lead the team the way we need them to be leaders. So looking forward to that. Uh, more basketball again. They've got Notre Dame coming up. This is going to be a game that's not necessarily a give me, but I don't think it's nearly as tough as some of the other games that they've already faced uh, this season, especially with Clemson being on a roll, but it is an away game and we have to see this team be better in away games. Coming up in the next segment though, we're going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence and his pro day. He had a lot of scouts there, but it seemed to only be about the Jacksonville Jaguars and coach Urban Meyer. More of all that coming up in just a few seconds, but before I do that, let me tell you about my friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and sign up is free. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get it. Jackson and I are covering everything you need to know about the Clemson Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. Segment two is underway. We're going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence and the Pro Day. We know that he was scheduled to have his Pro Day be with everyone else at Clemson in the Poe Indoor Facility around March 13th or 14th, but he had to move that up because he elected to have surgery on a torn labrum, something that he's probably been playing with for a long while now. He's going to have that surgery. That way he can go ahead and be ready for the season start of 2021, and we can get in and be ready for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we presume will take him number one overall, uh, barring any kind of crazy revelation or, you know, Urban Myers lost a couple of brain cells. But we never assume this guy is the smartest guy ever, so we have to be diligent for that. We'll talk about that right now. So Trevor Lawrence did opt to have that surgery, which will be taking place tomorrow, actually. Uh, best wishes for the kid and his recovery. He went ahead and moved up his pro day to throw by himself. He did not have anyone out there except Cornell Powell go ahead running for 16 other scouts, but the one that was 
front and center, the one that got the most attention was Urban Meyer, new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was pretty much attached to the hip of Dabo Sweeney, and they were sitting there watching them the entire time chatting. Apparently, they also had a sit down. All three of those guys had a conversation with each other uh, about, we you know, what kind of player Trevor Lawrence is. And I think, honestly, we knew that Trevor Lawrence made these throws not to impress anyone or show anyone something that he didn't already show everyone. This is more about Urban Meyer just wanting to see, he wanted to test drive the car. That's something that they talked about a lot on the broadcast, test driving the car. So he brought new offensive coordinator and Daryl Bevel and passing game coordinator Brian Schottenheimer with him. They've never seen Trevor throw in person. Urban Meyer has. He's been around Trevor Lawrence, college football for the last three years, two for an analyst, one as a coach. Uh, he knows all about Trevor Lawrence. So I think this is a slam dunk. I think this is one of those things that's a done deal. Trevor Lawrence weighed in at 213 pounds. That kind of caught a lot of people off guard. They wanted him to be that 6'6", 230 pound frame like a Justin Herbert uh, from the Oregon Ducks and now the Los Angeles Chargers. He lost a little bit of weight throughout the season. Trevor Lawrence looked very well in shape in this pro day. I, he didn't look like he was taking any breaths. You know, he didn't have to stop between throws. He was ready to go. And I want to let everyone know that the labrum surgery that he's having is on his non-throwing shoulder. So he's able to kind of go through the season with that, go through a little bit of the off-season stuff, but he's unable to lift like he normally would had both shoulders be completely healthy. I think he's going to be able to do that once he gets back. He's going to grind. And we know what kind of player Trevor Lawrence is. To me, this was less about, like I said, showing off, showing what he can do. He had a beautiful 70-yard bomb to Chris Fink, former Notre Dame receiver. He also had a really good rapport with Jordan Palmer, quarterback coach. We know who he is, how many guys he's worked with. He's a high-profile quarterback coach. I think that Trevor Lawrence coming in and doing that really was more of showing Urban Meyer, hey, I'm here, I'm willing to do whatever it takes for my team and my shot. You know, uh, Urban Meyer actually said something that, about that as well. He didn't need to come out and watch Trevor Lawrence throw. It's, there were, Like I said, there were 16 other scouts there, but they were there to be able to check out maybe, I don't know, Sharon Peak, former Clemson receiver, or Chris Fink, or maybe Cornell Powell. Maybe he'll get some uh, good looks coming forward from that. We'll talk about that in the next segment with the guys that are looking at where they're going to be drafted at. But Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, is the number one draft pick without a doubt. Hand size, no issue. You know, we heard a lot about that with Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence's hand came in at 10 inches. He's 6'6", 213 pounds. He does have the frame to be able to build on that weight. So that's not an issue either. And he has all the arm talent that you could ever want in a quarterback. Now, a lot of the chatter was, hey, we want to see what happens with Clemson when it comes to uh, running something more than just short passes and then deep throws. We want to see him throw the gauntlet of throws. But Trevor Lawrence can do all of them. He showed so much uh, effortless throws. He was out there with touch when he needed to have touch. He had little heat on it when he needed to have some heat on it. But he also looked really good in the red zone. Uh, that's one thing that's going to be very important for the NFL. Red zone accuracy. A lot of these guys can definitely throw the ball 60 yards down the field. But what happens when you're in a condensed space? We all know that NFL windows are not the same like college. You know, it's funny. A lot of NFL quarterbacks, the good ones at least, will say that an NFL open receiver, you know, you can. it still looks like he's not open. In NFL, it's like that. In college, you might want to wait a little bit. Trevor Lawrence already showed us that he can do that. Georgia Tech, two years in a row, he showed us that he's able to make those fits easily. So I'm really excited about what Trevor can do. Uh, another knock was, hey, what does he look like inside the pocket when he has to improvise? He didn't have to do that a whole lot at Clemson. Okay, sure. You're not going to be able to find that out in a pro day. You, you can't simulate pocket presence. Trevor being the you know mental athlete that he is, being the player who is so cerebral and loves to learn, I don't think that's going to be 
be an issue. I think he's going to get in there and acclimate to the speed quite quickly. Now, the Jaguars will have to protect him. They have to bring in some extra guys offensively to be able to protect this kid. If they can do that, I think they'll have a pretty decent season. I'm not saying that they'll get back to, you know, getting to the conference championship like they did a couple of years ago, but I do think that they'll have an opportunity to be much better than people expect. Again, I do think some teams tank on purpose. One reason is that this team wasn't that bad. They weren't that far off from competing. If they wanted to, they could have just tried to win as much as they possibly could. You know, the Jets did something like that. We, we all thought it was going to be the Jets. Even myself, I talked about this in a previous episode. I thought that Trevor Lawrence should spend his first check on a parka. Well, now he's going to need to spend that on sunscreen. He's going to be down there in the sunshine state playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully they can keep him safe. But everything I've seen out of Trevor Lawrence is just screaming absolute leader. As from everything that happened in the offseason with the movements, as from everything from getting football back on track in general. <laughs> I mean, this kid is the do-it-all type player, and he's very humble while he does everything he does. You know, he never wants to give credit to anything other than his teammates and his Lord and Savior. That's all that he knows. So I love this guy, and he's also going to be able to get married. He's going to be a Mr. Soon, April 10th, his wedding to his fiance. So I'm looking forward to all the success for Trevor Lawrence in the future. Coming up in just a second, though, we'll talk about the rest of the guys that are going to be hoping for an NFL call soon, right here on Locked On Clemson. Before I do that, though, let me tell you about my friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They've improved the Built Bar flavor. They're even more delicious now. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, six new flavors to go along with the 12 originals, like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy or gal that I know that you are. They're going to help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for the keto diet. And while supplies last, they're going to give you a free cooler with purchase. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off of your next order. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Don't miss the biggest stories from around college football as Monday's Locked On College Football host Candace Cooper interviews the local experts on the biggest stories from around the nation. Get the in-depth analysis and insightful breakdowns from those in the know every Monday on Locked On College Football. Subscribe to Locked On College Football wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment of the Locked On Clemson podcast is here. We're going to be talking about five guys in the draft coming up for the Clemson Tigers right now. We already know that Trevor Lawrence is the number one draft pick overall. We, there is no surprise there. <laughs> no one will be questioning what's going to happen. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick. I just talked about all that. He, it doesn't matter. The next guy that's expected to come off the board, though, is Travis Etienne. Now, he's being shuffled around the first and second rounds of the draft. Now, I don't know what's going to happen there. We're 
already talking about the Arizona Cardinals, a name that's popping up there. They've already got a really good passing game. They've also got a really good quarterback in Kyler Murray. But do they have a running game? Could they afford to get a guy like a Travis Etienne? I don't know. But he's also being looked at number 35 overall uh, at going to the Atlanta Falcons. They, that's another team that could absolutely need another running back. We haven't seen a whole lot of running backs go in the first round as of late. Josh Jacobs was one of those guys. But I don't, I don't know that it's a regular thing that you'll see just because of the wear and tear that comes with the running back position. But I do think Travis Etienne is a special player. And he's shown that throughout a multi-year career at Clemson. I think he's going to have a shot to be in that first round. If not, he will not be uh, waiting very long in the second round. I can tell you that much. This kid is going to be great for anybody that picks him up. The next guy that I think will be drafted, and right now I'm seeing some people say third round form, is Amari Rogers. Now, I think what Amari Rogers did in the Senior Bowl actually probably boosted him up about a round or two. I'm not saying that he was going to be a fifth round type guy, but I could see that late third, early fourth fourth type thing previous to the senior bowl and this season Amari Rogers really showed out I think he has an opportunity to possibly get middle second late second I I don't know a lot of the people are saying he's going to be a third round type guy around 69 I'm even seeing he's going to be reunited with Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver and former Clemson guy T Higgins I don't know about that they've got a lot of receivers on that roster even with AJ Green potentially leaving I don't think he'll go there but whoever gets this kid will also get a multi-use receiver he'll be out there on special teams he can return punts he can return kicks and he can play slot for you so I really like Amari Rogers I think he's going to creep up a little bit higher the next guy on the board that everybody's talking about and the one that I thought should absolutely have come back to Clemson but to each his own and hopefully he'll have a great career in the NFL and that's Jackson Carmen they're looking at him right now in the fifth round um, and to me that makes a lot of sense because I, I think he had a lot left on the plate at Clemson he kind of did the Mitch Hyatt thing comes there standout player but as time goes on he kind of regresses until a point where he's just not going forward or back he's just in a standstill I thought if he came back to Clemson for his senior season he could really show out and be one of the top tackles taken in this draft now I'm not exactly sure about that but time will tell if he's going they're saying he's going to be a fifth round type guy number 144th overall to the Cardinals I just don't know that I see it I don't know that he is ready to be an NFL left tackle right now that is one of the hardest positions to play in NFL football because of the fact that most quarterbacks are going to be right-handed. So you're protecting that guy. Imagine if you're down in Tampa Bay trying to protect Tom Brady. If you're not good enough, they're going to kick you out. So hopefully he won't uh, slip too far. But at the same time, if he does, then and this is kind of what the NFL is just saying. Again, these guys are very, very picky and they have the right to be that way because they're giving you millions of dollars to protect the quarterback who they're also paying millions and millions of dollars. So we'll see what happened there also lastly we have Cornell Powell Cornell Powell was out there catching passes from Trevor Lawrence this is what I said earlier about those 16 scouts were there he had an opportunity to run the routes that they wanted to see the dinos the digs the ins the outs the bang gates all those things they wanted to see that and he really did a good job with it now there were a couple of balls on the ground some of that was Trevor some of that was him but I think he gave enough on the film from that pro day couple that with having a resurgent senior season at Clemson I think he'll have a shot to go a little bit higher now they're projecting him to go sixth round to the chargers right now i i don't know sixth round i don't think he's i don't think he's that far down the pecking order i think some teams a lot of teams now are focused on getting weapons for their teams i could absolutely see a team like the houston texans right now taking somebody at receiver you know they don't get a first or second round pick so i think that they're going to get a chance to
to go out there and try to get some of these guys that they missed out on from all these crazy trades and losing all these players and picks for Laramie Tunsil, uh, they could absolutely take him because whoever's going to be the quarterback in Houston, hopefully it's not Deshaun Watson, is going to need weapons. I could definitely see him moving up the charts a little bit. Uh, maybe that fourth round pick, maybe a third round pick. This is a deep wide receiver class, so a lot of them will be taken early. A lot of teams will be needing some of those guys later on. I could see him being taken as maybe realistically the fourth round. Um, hopefully he doesn't slide any further than that. With that said, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thanks for sticking with us. I am your host, Ellis Tolbert, and we also had Facts and Childress on the show. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Ellis Tolbert, E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T, and Facts and Childress as well at F-A-X-O-N-C-H-I-L-D-R-E-S-S underscore for more college football content. If you like what you heard, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. You can find that wherever you find your podcast for free. Make sure to rate and review the show as well. As always, it's great to be a Clemson Tiger. Have a great day, and I'll catch you right here tomorrow on Locked On Clemson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.